Do you find it difficult to forgive someone when they hurt you or wrong you? Do you find it difficult to forgive yourself when you make mistakes or hurt someone else? Forgiveness is not something that usually comes easily or naturally to most of us. And just as love is a choice, forgiveness is a choice as well. And it's always the best choice. For a large portion of my life, even still occasionally today, I struggled with self-condemnation. I struggled with being really hard on myself when I messed up. Even when other people hurt me, I thought, somehow I must have done something to bring it upon myself. While I've never really had any problem forgiving other people or extending grace when other people made mistakes or, or hurt me, when it came to myself, I beat myself up over everything. And let me tell you that it has been a very long journey to learn God's mercy, love, forgiveness, and acceptance. And I'm sure I'm speaking to the majority when I say we have all been hurt by somebody in our lives. When we choose to forgive someone, it does not mean that we have to continue to accept that treatment. And I know that probably sounds like common sense, but it's harder than you might think. Forgiveness does not mean that you are obligated to stay in a close relationship with someone who has betrayed you, who is taking advantage of you, or who does not treat you right. You can forgive someone, but still choose to walk away or distance yourself. And I just need to just throw in a disclaimer to married folks. I'm not really speaking to you, uh, so please stay, please forgive, and work out your differences unless there is uh, safety concerns or b- biblical grounds to walk away. And you'll hear this often in my podcast because I am an advocate for marriage and I would never, ever um, suggest walking away from a marriage relationship. So, with that being said, um, also, just because we choose to forgive, you know, it does not mean that that person has no accountability for their actions. Forgiveness is not saying, I accept how you're treating me. God is the judge. God is the jury. We do our part. Whatever God has called us to do, which is to forgive, we do what the crisis demands, and God does the rest. And we may find that we are the ones in need of forgiveness, and not everyone is quick to forgive us the way that we would like them to. We may find ourselves saying, I'm sorry, constantly, just to keep the peace, just to get things patched back up, Um, and get things back to normal or just the opposite we may get frustrated or angry at ourselves or the other person that will not offer forgiveness we need to build our confidence up in Christ take our hands off the wheel and as soon as you repent to God or as soon as you um, choose to forgive someone for an offense 
you're free from it. It's so important to learn to receive God's mercy and forgiveness and to give it as well. And also learning the difference between conviction and condemnation. Condemnation is damnation. Conviction is gentle correction. Luke 6.37 says, Judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. You know, condemnation, like I just said, is damnation. It's exactly what the enemy wants us to feel every time we make a mistake or when someone else makes a mistake. The enemy wants us to condemn ourselves and to condemn each other. When I started to learn that I did not need to perform perfectly to experience God's blessings, forgiveness, and mercy, when I started learning that He meets me right where I'm at, faults and all, it's a very freeing thing. And I I found giving it back to others was so much easier. You know, God will give you mercy and grace even when you mess up, even when you hurt others. Don't hinder yourself from experiencing the fullness of His grace and mercy by being your own worst enemy. You cannot give mercy, grace, and forgiveness if you do not first learn to receive it. And we are only responsible and accountable for our own actions, our own words, our own responses, and our own attitudes. We have no authority whatsoever to change other people. We can only influence other people by our conduct and how we choose to respond. So put aside feelings and expectations of other people and of yourself. Feelings mean nothing. Feelings are shallow. They're fickle. Your attitude and your heart towards God, yourself, and others. That is what counts. Imagine God standing in the middle of you and this other person that you may be having a dispute with. He looks to the left. He looks to the right. What do you think he would be thinking? Do you think that he would say, now this one right here, now she's got it all together. You, on the other hand, you're just a mess. No, he looks at us the same. We were all fearfully and wonderfully made. We are all his creation. We all have weak areas. We all fall short to the glory of God. He is no respecter of persons, and he shows no favoritism. We are all flesh and blood, and we all wrestle against the same enemy. We all have a soul that has unlimited spiritual capacity that we can activate at any time if we choose. God is just waiting for us to activate it. We will all have to give an account one day. Let your account be, Lord, I've been mistreated by many. I'm even guilty of mistreating others, but I choose to extend grace and forgiveness to those who have hurt me. And I choose to receive your forgiveness for the times 
that I have hurt others. Mercy and forgiveness, it feels like a warm blanket. It's comforting. It's security. And knowing that you are accepted by God, faults and all. This doesn't mean that we should never stop improving ourselves. But let's let the Spirit take over and not the flesh. God loves us right where we are at, not where we think we should be. He's not going to finally forgive you when you stop messing up or when you finally get it right. And we shouldn't refuse forgiveness to others when we feel like they finally get it right. We are already forgiven. All of us, past, present, and future. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Now here's the point. God just wants us to demonstrate that same grace, that same mercy and forgiveness and love towards each other and within ourselves. We must be quick to forgive ourselves and quick to forgive others. We can get easily sucked into uh, running to our friends or our co-workers or our family and just totally uncovering all of their dirty laundry. Like, hey guys, you'll never believe what she said to me. You'll never believe what he did to me. We are all guilty, including myself, but according to the word, that is quite contrary to what God wants us to do. We are to cover the offense of others, not expose them. Proverbs 17.9 says, Whoever covers an offense seeks love. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we know how important love is to God. But he who repeats a matter separates close friends. If something is brought to your conscious mind by the Holy Spirit, say God is telling you that you need to forgive someone, or he's telling you that you're holding on to self-condemnation and need to forgive yourself for something, pray that God will give you grace to forgive yourself or this other person as soon as there is an offense. That is the time to invite God in right away. In Luke, as Jesus hung on the cross, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We really are nothing without God. We are all a bunch of crazy birds. But God says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. Get rid of all brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. And if you have anything against anyone, anyone, God says, forgive them, so that your Father also, who is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Mark eleven twenty-five. Bear with one another. We touched on this verse, but Proverbs 17, 9 says, Love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates us. And that is so true. 
The best thing you can do to those who hurt you is to love them and do good to them. Be merciful and and uh, very forgiving towards them. Now, you may have a hard time forgiving at all. You may feel like, you know, if, if I forgive this person, I'm going to appear weak. Or it's going to send them a message that I accept their actions. But let me tell you that there is not one person on this earth that is outside of God's grace and forgiveness. Nobody is undeserving. Pray for them. Pray for their repentance. And pray that God will bless them with revelation. Then release yourself. You don't even need to tell that person that you forgive them. Just keep that between you and God if you'd like. But release them to God. You've done all the crisis demands. Release them. And I'm going to wrap this up by saying for forgiveness. Forgiveness is saying, I don't approve of what you did or said. But I choose to forgive you because I too will need forgiveness at times. It's so powerful when you pray for those who have hurt you and choose to forgive them because God goes to work right away and you not only will feel at peace, but many times God will bring things to the other person's mind that he feels that they need to acknowledge. He may even bring something to your mind too that you may need to acknowledge and, and work on to improve your character. It's a win-win situation. But forgiveness starts in the heart. Just uttering the word is meaningless. It's just dead air. True forgiveness is understanding that we all mess up. When you have that knowledge, you become so much more compassionate towards people. Now you still may get stirred up at times. You know, that guilt, that hurt, that anger, it can come back unexpectedly, and that is normal. But the more you practice forgiveness and extending grace and mercy, the more it will become second nature. So let your response be, God, you forgive them and so will I. I give this person to you and release myself. And we can never force an apology. While communication is good, good communication is better. You can't have good communication when tensions are high. You may have the best of intentions. You may feel rational, but the wrong word at the wrong time will create more of a mess. That makes me think of the verse, and hang on just one second, I'm gonna have to pull it up. There it is. Proverbs 25, 11 through 12. The right word at the right time is like a custom-made piece of jewelry, and a wise friend's timely reprimand is like a gold ring slipped on your finger. And that's a good verse to exit out of this program today. I appreciate you tuning in and join me next time. God bless.